presented by Meta. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Manavalan. It's Wednesday. We have fresh data out this morning from the new Political Morning Council poll that shows the national political landscape is shifting more firmly toward the Republican Party. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. 20 days out from Election Day, Voters are overwhelmingly focused on the economy and inflation. Republicans are more trusted to handle those issues, and crime beats out abortion as a second-tier issue. In our poll, as in others, the GOP has also gained on the congressional ballot test. The poll confirms the dramatic shift from the late summer, when the Dobbs decision and declining gas prices strengthened Democrats in races across the country, to today, when the midterms seem to be returning to a more typical referendum on the incumbent president in which the party out of power makes substantial gains. Two big issues seem to be driving the reversal on abortion. Ever since the Kansas referendum defeating an abortion ban, Republicans in tough races have abandoned or downplayed hardline stances and refocused attention on attacking their Democratic opponents as extreme. Neutralizing abortion has allowed many Republicans to raise the salience of crime and immigration. We saw this dynamic repeatedly in the big Senate and gubernatorial debates this week in Georgia, Ohio, Florida, and elsewhere. The White House has noticed how the Dobbs effect has faded. On Tuesday, Joe Biden announced that his first bill to Congress next year would be one codifying row. On the economy, recent data have continued to show that the Fed and the Biden administration have been unsuccessful in taming inflation. And while gas prices, a daily real-world gauge of inflation for many voters, have fallen modestly in recent days, they still remain up since mid-September. Biden's approval rating has been in near-perfect inverse sync with fluctuations in gas prices. According to the Washington Post Philip Bump, there's a minus 0.80 correlation coefficient. Quite simply, when one goes up, the other one goes down. The other issues we tested track with the playing field tilting toward the GOP. Asked what other issues will play a major role in their voting decisions, 64% of voters cited crime. That was the number one response, while 59% cited abortion and 57% cited gun policy. Immigration and voting rights rounded off the top five, cited by 55% and 50% of voters, respectively. Worth noting, Republicans have gained on the congressional ballot since last week, but the Democratic advantage still remains. Last week, it was at 46% to 42%. This week, 45% to 44%. Neither Mitch McConnell nor Nancy Pelosi are known to be fans of Raiders football. Pelosi is a diehard 49ers fan. McConnell is a regular at Louisville Cardinals tailgates. But they both subscribe to the wisdom of the late Al Davis. Just win, baby. A thick skin is a job requirement for congressional leaders and not necessarily because of the other party's attacks. The nature of the job means having members of your own party publicly criticizing you to win their elections and you cutting fat campaign checks in return. Pelosi on Tuesday said as much to NBC's Andrea Mitchell who pressed her on the routine calls for new leadership among younger Democrats. If that's what you have to say to win, fine. And we will not in any way do anything but be totally supportive. But Politico's Natalie Allison reports this morning that McConnell is taking his forbearance to the extreme, keeping a $23 million advertising commitment in place through his affiliated Senate Leadership Fund Super PAC to benefit GOP Senate candidate Don Poldock, who's called for McConnell's ouster while raising relatively little money for his own campaign against incumbent Democrat Maggie Hassan. Natalie asked Bulldog this week whether, given the funding commitment from McConnell's SLF, he planned to revisit his views on McConnell continuing as Senate GOP leader. He replied, I'm not backing off. I'm very appreciative of Senate McConnell's support, but that's his job. We should expect his support, and he should do everything within his power to help us win. Worth noting, though, the SLF could still cut bait on Bulldog if he fails to show momentum. Natalie tells Playbook, 
If that happens in the next week or two, Bulldog will have to wonder whether falling in line with the GOP establishment would have saved him, but that wasn't his brand in the primary, and that isn't the approach he's taking now. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 12.15 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will have lunch with Vice President Kamala Harris. Afterward, Biden will deliver remarks on actions to strengthen U.S. energy security and lower gas prices. At 3 p.m., Biden will deliver remarks on the bipartisan infrastructure law, with Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm in attendance. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 12.15. Also worth noting, the president will travel to Delaware State University on Friday to deliver remarks on student debt relief. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. One day in the metaverse, urban planners will model traffic solutions to help decrease commute times. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.